0: Welcome to the Excel Still More podcast. I am your host, Chris Emerson. I'm here to encourage you in your walk with God. Thank you for joining in. Today's podcast is sponsored by a wonderful company, Creation to Revelation. This group of Christians believe it is extremely important that we teach the Word of God to our kids. They have original graphic illustrations from the beginning of the Bible to the end, featuring the beautiful and consistent presence of Jesus throughout. You can explore all of that at creation 2 I'm so thankful you're here, so let's get started. Hey, it's great to have you listening in today. Several weeks ago at the Lindale Church, I shared a lesson where I invited every person in the room to ask themselves an important question. Am I an asset? in my family, in Christ church, and among the world. It didn't really occur to me that week that I needed to share that content with you, but some important things have happened since. First of all, I've had a couple of opportunities to counsel people, and we walked through this asset versus liability construct and what it means for you to be exposed to others over time and what you're building with your usage of that time. So I started to find the idea applicable in one-on-one discussions. And then probably more important than that, I'm sitting on my couch in my home last night thinking, every evening I'm here with my family. As these days and weeks and years pass, what kind of an effect does my presence have on them? And if the Lord continues to answer our prayers and give us time together, What is that going to mean for the people that I love? And even broader than just in my home, what is the meaning or impact of my life on everyone that God chooses to put around me? So anyway, at that point, I couldn't wait to get to the office today and record some of this for you, because the promise of this podcast series still holds. If it's working for me, I'm going to share it with you. So let's start this with a couple of needful definitions. Or actually, maybe I should start with an apology. If you're not a numbers person, a finance or investment person, terms like asset versus liability may not be so common to you. For reasons that I simply cannot explain, I've always had some fixation on those principles going way back. In fact, I remember many years ago, I had to choose between full-time gospel preaching work and taking over at an Edward Jones investment branch. And I pray, in fact, very often, that my decision has pleased God, but those principles still hold in my life and merge in with spiritual concepts in a way that at least connects for me, and I hope today it connects for you also. So an asset is something in your life that brings value to you and greater value, even exponentially greater, over time. Assets are things like investments in real estate or stocks, They may not always be shiny. They certainly will have their valleys as well as their peaks. We're not talking about top performance, perfect behavior all the time, but time is their friend. So the longer you hold them, the more obvious it becomes that they will provide more value to you than they take from you. Liabilities are the exact opposite of that. Liabilities are things that you have in your life that decrease in value over time, and ultimately, they will take from you more than they give. Now, this doesn't mean that they're awful. Liabilities can be a lot of fun. They can have great high points and put a lot of joy in your life. But as the truest metric of value unfolds, time, they tend to pull you down instead of lifting you up. Okay, you already know that I'm going to connect both of those ideas to you and ask you to evaluate not the things in your life, not even the people in your life, though that would be easy to do today and kind of low-hanging fruit. Instead, I'm asking you to assess what you are as a presence in the life of the people around you. The longer they are exposed to you, the more time that passes Are you of increasing value to them in their lives and in their walk with God, or do you begin to draw value away? As your family and fellow brothers and sisters in Christ and neighbors spend more and more time with you, who does the giving and who does the taking? That's the major difference between assets and liabilities. Over time, liabilities take more than they give, and assets are constantly giving more and more than they require. Today, I want to help you understand three things that will, in fact, make all the difference in the world and will help you move from wherever you are on this spectrum to an even better place. But I need to hit the pause button on that and tell you the following Everyone in any moment in time can be an asset or a liability. I am both. If you catch me on the right day, I'm bringing tremendous value to my friends. If you catch me on the wrong day, I am no good for anyone else who happens to be in the room with me. Just like I said about stocks, even good ones have down days, and even the most diminishing liabilities have their bright moments. So it is with you and me. There is nothing in today's discussion about perfection, about Always being the brightest light in the room. Always holding back your words to say only what is needed. Always being in a good mood because I need to be an asset and I don't want to draw people down. That is not what this is about. To take you back a week to the episode from last Monday, do not let that broken soundtrack play in your mind. You may already be there. You are six minutes into this episode and you're thinking, I'll never be an asset. I have too many failures. I make too many mistakes. I've done too much. All I can say to you about that is same. But two things. God has given me time to affect people. That time is not up yet. And ultimately, the greatest impact I can have on my wife and kids, on my fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, and on my neighbors that we play Little League with will be established over time. Not one moment, not one high point or low point, but the kind of relationships we foster day after day, Sunday after Sunday, season after season. And if you're still not buying that you can be a tremendous asset, just remember the mercies of the Lord are new every morning and changed behavior on your part will trigger compassion on the part of good-hearted people around you and they're pulling for you to be a bright spot in their lives, and it can begin to change the entire picture very quickly. However, being an asset in those relationships requires you to understand some things, and I'm warning you about that today because you might be tempted to go out and just do better. Go do something nice for your spouse today. Text a neighbor and apologize for something. You might try to just Start being super valuable and change everything, but it probably won't work, not in the long term, unless you fundamentally understand three basic concepts about being valuable in the workings of God and in the lives of others. Okay, number one, and I will put this in the form of a question you would ask yourself. Do I understand my need for God To sustain and restore me. In other words, do you understand how much you need God in your life every day in order for you to be a value for God in the lives of others? I mean, I can't go out and be this great light in other people's lives if there is a darkness in me. It's kind of like a lump of coal trying to be a diamond in the lives of others. You know, the carbon in coal under pressure can convert into the form of a diamond, but you can't be for someone else what you have not already become in and of yourself. You want to be a diamond for others? Become a diamond, and then it will happen naturally. Otherwise, you're just forcing it, you know, and any perceived value is just temporary, which is true of liabilities, We want to be valuable over time. If you understand that, then every day of your life, you need the Lord. There must be time to pray. There simply must be, as my buddy Ben Lee says, tag, time alone with God. I mean, Jesus was the best, doing the best work in the best ways, and he still took time out of the middle of his day to go be alone and commune with his father, to draw strength from the Lord so that he could be strong for others. You probably know what's coming next. You need the word. You must hear from God every day. Let him reveal himself to you, his will for you. Let him invigorate you with a sense of redemption and purpose and direction. Because look, when God is sustaining you When he is forgiving you, redeeming you, teaching you how valuable you are, and you feel that value, you know that you belong to him. You have just become someone. You have become a child of God living a life of victory and peace and hope. How impactful do you think that person will be in the lives of their family or the church where they worship? or even amongst, as Jesus taught, the people in the world who just need to see the light of Christ. You can't give people what you don't have, but when you do truly have it, the light of Jesus in you, it becomes nearly impossible to hide. In other words, you start becoming an asset automatically, naturally, or maybe I should say supernaturally. I really hope that first point resonates with you, because there are wonderful Christian people who want to be of value in everyone's life, but they fail to take care of their own spiritual, mental, physical needs. It's great to be a wonderful servant. There are ladies I know who would burn their last ounce of gas driving someone where they needed to go, even if it meant they had to walk home collapsing on the way. There are men who work tirelessly in their jobs to provide for their families, even if it means great sacrifices in their own life. But just be careful because none of that is going to matter in the long term if you run out of God in your heart and in your life. Let him sustain and restore you every day. All right, so the second thing I want you to ask yourself, do I understand my power to influence the people in my life? Look, some people understand that answer naturally, but for so many others, I just wish they knew. I wish you knew how important you are, how the things that you do and say, your facial expressions, your choices, they have an imprint on other people. There are tremendous stories in the Bible of women whose faith led to raising faithful kids or converting their unbelieving husband to Christ or leading younger women to become great servants. Likewise, there are passages for men who are so influential to present their wives as sanctified before the Lord because of their good leadership in the home. Men who have helped entire churches awaken to their potential. You need to understand how important and valuable you are. If for no other reason than the fact that God made you, and breathed of his eternal spirit into you and sent his son to die for you and restores you and keeps you alive for a purpose. What is that purpose? I don't know what it could be if it isn't being of value in the lives of your family and Christ's church and this world. I was doing some reading the other day about suicides in Hollywood by famous people. More sadly was a list of the children of famous people, and those lists didn't even include the countless stories of overdoses and other needless tragedy. How low must you go? How far from God must you drift to believe that even ending your own life won't matter? But it does matter because God has made relationships powerful, especially over time. Wherever you are, whatever stage in life, if you're still breathing, God believes you can help people get to heaven. It is astonishing to me that the universe creator uses the agency of people like us to lead others to eternal glory, but he does do that, and he is in you. I'll tell you this before we get to our last question. If you can just believe what you just heard and go to God in prayer today in gratitude, for it, You will already be on this pathway of bringing value into other people's lives, giving them much more than you take just by showing them the effects of this simple message, value in Christ. All right, one more question for you to ask yourself, which to me at least helps with my influence in this world. Do I understand my mission to show people that God's way is best. This was an important one for me because I know how to affect my brothers and sisters in Christ. I could make a list of 10 things right now. I know how to be a better influencer in my family, control a couple of these things, emphasize a couple of those things, and try to be consistent. But if you asked me, how am I to be a light in the world among my neighbors, among the people that we play ball with or run into in the store, it's a little harder to define because my exposure to them and them to me is much more limited. Even if it's a coworker that you see 40 hours a week, there's only a certain amount of interaction time where you can make that difference. But I'm drawn to the great Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. That passage says, I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, "...to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect." Those two verses wrap up everything we've done today. Your life should be filled with the mercies of God, You have a renewed mind because you understand who He is in your life and also how important you are. Now you go out and you prove to the world that God's will is good. God's will is acceptable in any life, and God's will is the most perfect and complete plan that has ever been made available to anyone, and it is available to you. Now, if my mission is to go out and show people that God's will works, that God's plan in Jesus is good, and that the roles that he has given me are to be honored because they are for my benefit and to his glory, then I've got a pretty good picture of what I need to do this week. First of all, I need to have a good attitude. No matter where I am, what we're doing, I am living with gratitude and salvation and in an eternal kingdom. And I will not let the passing weights of this world get in the way of that. Just an attitude like that over time can completely change the people around you. We can show people that God's plan for marriage is good and honor it and be positive about it, that God's will for worship is good and choose it and not be ashamed to tell people why we're choosing it over the other options that a lot of people choose. And while doing that occasionally probably won't help, doing it consistently and optimistically just keeps bringing value to those relationships and offers your unsaved neighbor something that they desperately need, even if they don't realize it yet. Now look, as we close this thing, you know we're not talking about perfection here, but you also need to be mindful that the clock is in fact ticking. And God is only going to give us so many more opportunities. We don't know how much time we have, but we know exactly how he wants us to use it. Refuel and be replenished by him. Understand how important you are and show people how great he is. Find life's greatest value and time's most wonderful benefit in being an asset. Thank you so much for joining in today. If you enjoyed this program, consider sharing it with your family and your friends. As always, you can go to excelstillmore.life to sign up for the email, order the three-month journal, or just catch up on old episodes. And also, if you are looking for financial advice or future planning, give John Cunningham a call today, 205-913-1720. And remember this, whatever you choose to do today in the name of the Lord Jesus, excel still more.